0: All right, wrestling fans, it is Wednesday, so that means it is time for Pro Wrestling America. This week coming to you from the Sanford Pentagon, and this is the card we've been waiting for for weeks. It is the Lethal Lottery Tournament for the number one contender to the world heavyweight title held by The Undertaker. A couple weeks ago, Bobo Brazil was very upset that he missed out again on another shot. But now we have 24 men lined up in a random tag team match tournament. the winners going on to a battle royal that will then determine the number one contender. And the randomness of the wrestlers and teaming up and facing each other could be very crazy. But those aren't the only matches we have today. We do also have, Savannah Jack continuing on his gauntlet, continuing his desire to defeat Iron Mike Sharp. Three other occasions he has lost. Will the fourth time be the charm? Also, we have Jason Kincaid defending the television title against Dirty Dutch Mantel. So we're going to start off with Savannah Jack's gauntlet match against Iron Mike Sharp. As we had last week, Savannah Jack narrowly lost by count-out. So he demanded a falls-count-anywhere match. And Iron Mike Sharp readily agreed, because, of course, falls-count-anywhere means that basically anything's legal. So his uh, his loaded armband or a folding chair or a table or whatever he wants to use, he can now use. So we get into the match Both guys are there, ready to go. Bell rings. David Manning just says, go for it. And the two brawl. It's not very long before Iron Mike Sharp throws Savannah Jack outside. The match really picks up the pace when Jack then takes Sharp's head into the turnbuckle and then grabs his legs and then catapults him into the same ring post once again. Going for the cover, getting the pin, finally getting a win over Iron Mike Sharp in a time of three minutes, five seconds. Your winner, and moving on in his own self-imposed gauntlet, remind you, is Savannah Jack. So now we get to the first of the Lethal, ma- Lethal Lottery matches. Let's go back over the 24 guys again. Randomly drawn two weeks ago, Bobo Brazil. Brad Armstrong, Rick Rude, David Von Erick, Kurt Henning, Iceman King Parsons, Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels, Austin Idol, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Eric Embry, Billy Gunn, Raven, Brickhouse Brown, Jesse James Armstrong, Terry Funk, Steve Carino, Chris Adams, Great Muda, Gold Dust, Bart Gunn, Eddie Gilbert, Chris Candido, Jimmy Golden, and Jerry Lawler. Those are the 24 guys. There's one problem. No one has seen Eric Embry all day. He has not shown up at the arena yet. So we'll see if by the time his name is drawn for a match, if he's there or not. So I go out to Lance Russell out at the ringside area to have the first drawing of the first match in this tournament. First name I draw is Bobo Brazil. Hmm. I don't know. I wonder if somebody planned this since Bobo Brazil was the first name drawn last time. But Bobo Brazil is in the first match. His tag team partner, next name drawn out, Jimmy Golden of the Guns for Hire. So you have them on one side. The other side, next name drawn, David Von Erich, who's been making a name for himself to be the number one contender. And his tag team partner, Jerry Lawler. Now, this on paper looks to be a decent match, but neither tag team really wants to deal with their tag team partner. But, and that makes the match very quick, as David pins Golden with a pile driver in a minute 40 after Bobo Brazil headbutted Golden himself. And of course, that then brings Lawler into the ring to then brawl with David for a little bit. Eventually, all four men are brawling until it is broken up by security. The next match, first name drawn, is Eric Embry. He's not there. Nobody has seen him still. He's still not shown up. So I have to find a replacement for him. Well, that hits Iron Mike Sharp's music, and he demands to be in there. I just, it's like, you have an interesting point there. But the problem is, you just lost a match, which means there's somebody else who has a better spot at it. So I say, I'll replace Eric Embry with Savannah Jack. And his tag team partner randomly drawn, Kurt Henning. Facing off against Stone Cold Steve Austin and Chris Candido. And this is a brilliant match, as Austin and Candido actually work well together. Savannah Jack and Kurt Henning have their moments of clarity. And it is one of those moments of clarity where Henning tags Jack in, hits the Henning plex on Austin. Savannah Jack comes off the top turnbuckle with a leg drop and pins Stone Cold Steve Austin for the win in a time of 9 minutes, 56 seconds. So now Savannah Jack can mark off Iron Mike Sharp off of the list of guys he needs to beat in the gauntlet, and now he's pinned Stone Cold Steve Austin, so he can add that to his resume. And that gets Austin irate because Austin was not having Savannah Jack beat him. He was fine if he would have been fine if Kurt Henning had beaten him. But Savannah Jack, I mean he might even have considered Eric Embry, but you know, that'd be just a fluke. So Austin says he quits. His mat his contract was up today. He has refused to have any talks with me on an extension. He says, I'm done screw the PWA, screw the Illinois heavyweight title tournament, and whatever I'm going to have to do with that to replace him in that tournament. Because, of course, he's thinking, I'm going to have to start it all over again. Maybe, maybe not. We'll have to see when that comes up in the next time it's in Chicago. But now Austin has left the PWA. So, I mean, we've got guys dropping left and right that are the big heavyweights of the wrestling history we had sting leave now we've got austin leaving undertaker has said he's not exactly thrilled with the comp level of competition that he's been given also the number of matches that he has not had but we'll have to see what happens with that because undertaker is still somewhat happy being the world heavyweight champion and figuring out who he's going to face in this So now you've got David Von Erich and Jerry Lawler lined up in the Battle Royal. You've got Savannah Jack and Kurt Henning in there. So now we get to the third match, and we have Iceman King Parson's name drawn out. His tag team partner, Ravishing Rick Rude. Now this would be an awesome tag team if a... I had Parsons do a heel turn like he did when he joined the Freebirds. Or if I had Rude, do a face turn. Either one of those would work well for a tag team between these two guys. So that could be something in the future. Their opponents, Austin Idol and Bart Gunn. Now, of course, you have this feud going on between Rude and Idol, which really is not much different than the feud they had in Memphis 35 years ago, with the exception of that there's not a valet involved. It's just two guys who think they have the best physique in the PWA. And they end up on opposite sides of the ring. And this is a great match. You have Austin Idol and Bart Gunn having a decent showing as a tag team. Iceman, King Parsons, and Rick Rude work well as a team. And that brings into the pinfall where Rude pins idle after the Rude awakening. But that's also after Iceman has done a butt thump into the turnbuckle. So you have your winners, Iceman, King Parsons, and Ravishing Rick Rude in a time of five minutes and one second. Fourth match. First name drawn is Billy Gunn. His partner, Gold Dust. Their opponents, Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels and Great Muda. And this was a quick match, but Daniels and Muda show great chemistry together. They could possibly be another one of those that is an interesting tag team that they could have together. And it is... Muda getting the pin after missing Billy Gunn in a time of 2 minutes 36 seconds. So now we got four matches done. Eight men out of the 12 in the Battle Royal. We continue on. Match number five in the Lethal Lottery Tournament. First name drawn, Terry Funk. His tag team partner, Gentleman Chris Adams. Now there's an interesting. Way to go. Their opponents, Brickhouse Brown and Raven. Now we have Brickhouse Brown as half of the world tag team champions along with Iceman King Parsons, a stable mate of Chris Adams. Sunshine doesn't even come down, you know, leaves the ring after Brickhouse's name is drawn, saying she's not going to pick sides on this, she's just going to watch from the back. And you have a great match. This is the first of the matches that have gone over 10 minutes. And it ends with Raven turning on Brickhouse Brown, delivering the even flow for Terry Funk to cover. And then Raven attacks Chris Adams after the match because Raven and Adams have had their issues, even though Raven's bigger feud is with Adams' tag team partner Honky Tonk Man who is not on the card tonight and not in the building so now you have Terry Funk and Chris Adams so now you got the last match, the last four guys how are they teamed up? you have Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert and Brad Armstrong on one side you have Steve Carino and Jesse James Armstrong on the other side And you have a boring match because you have Brad and Double J refusing to fight against each other. And there's actually an entire two-minute segment where they're just kind of bouncing off of each other because neither one of their tag team partners wants to get in the match. And finally, Jesse James tags in Steve Carino and then drops him with a huge power slam, setting him up for Brad to win the match in a time of 13 minutes, 11 seconds. Now, of course, this gets Eddie Gilbert all fired up and the Armstrong brothers both attack him and leave him in a bloody mess in the ring. Steve Carino gets back up. He's drilled with a spike pile driver and left in the ring by himself. So now we got the 12 men in the battle royal for the number one contender for the world heavyweight title and who will get a title shot at The Undertaker in two weeks. So 12 men again, David Von Erich, Jerry Lawler, Savannah Jack, Kurt Henning, Iceman King Parsons, Ravishing Rick Rude, Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels, Great Muda, Terry Funk, Gentleman Chris Adams, Brad Armstrong, and Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. Any of these guys would make a good number one contender for a world heavyweight title, except for maybe Savannah Jack. And I'm kind of iffy on Gentleman Chris Adams. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Gentleman Chris Adams. Whether he was a face or a heel, he was a brilliant wrestler to watch. But not necessarily world heavyweight title contender. He had Terry Funk helping him out in the match here. So he gets to go on into the Battle Royal. All right, so but before the Battle Royal, we have the television title on the line. Jason the Gift Kincaid facing off against Dirty Dutch Mantell. And this is a brawl and a half, quite honestly. The two men go all over the ring. Nick Patrick doesn't even bother with countouts. And eventually... The match ends in a time limit draw, while both wrestlers are still brawling outside. And it's not until Iceman King Parsons and Brickhouse Brown come down and break them up, along with uh, Brad Armstrong and Jesse James Armstrong, to get the two apart. Don't expect this to be the last match between these two guys, because there could be a great feud right there. So now we get to the main event the battle royal for the number one contender for the world heavyweight title. And this match lasts just under 18 minutes. 11 eliminations. Some surprisingly early exits, but also some very odd survivors. All right, so in a minute 41 seconds, Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert gets eliminated by Jerry Lawler. At three minutes, 49 seconds, Brad Armstrong gets eliminated by Gentleman Chris Adams. At 6 minutes, 33 seconds, Jerry Lawler is eliminated by David Von Erich. 6 minutes, 50 seconds, Iceman King Parsons gets eliminated by the tag team partner that helped him get in, Rick Rude. And in the first seven minutes of the match, you have lots of people bouncing off of each other, feuds, reigniting all over the place so you've got lots of people fighting off against others and it goes on for a couple of minutes before there's another time where then at nine minutes and 47 seconds Chris Adams is eliminated by his tag team partner to get into the match Terry Funk 11 minutes and five seconds Rick Rude eliminated by David Von Erich 13 minutes and 10 seconds Great Muda eliminated by Savannah Jack First time we've heard that name in this one. Surprisingly that he's still there. Then 15 minutes, 45 seconds, after spending a lot of time against each other throughout this match, David Von Erich is eliminated by Kurt Henning, continuing their feud against each other. At 16 minutes, 29 seconds, Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels is eliminated by Savannah Jack. At 17 minutes, 31 seconds, Kurt Henning is eliminated by Terry Funk. Leaving just Terry Funk and Savannah Jack. And as Funk turns around to see who's left in the ring after eliminating Kurt, Savannah Jack knocks him out of the ring in a time of 17 minutes 55 seconds. Your winner and new number one contender for the world heavyweight title, Savannah Jack. What? The one guy that no one would expect to get through the battle royal is the one who is named the number one contender. And now, in two weeks, gets the chance to knock off the last name on the gauntlet list. Because it was the last one he was expecting to face. Because who faces the world heavyweight champion in the first couple of months? Well, Savannah Jack does now. Because he started off in June with his matches over Rough and Ready. And now we get to him facing the world heavyweight champion for a shot at the title. It's not even just a warm-up match for Undertaker. It's the big deal, the main event coming up in two weeks from Minneapolis. What's to do with this? It's real simple. I have Undertaker leaving when his time is up just like Stone Cold Steve Austin to let some other guys come in and not just automatically renew. Because even though Stone Cold Steve Austin is my favorite wrestler of all time, Undertaker is in the top 10, probably even top five uh, because that always seems to keep fluctuating a little bit. But again, I like to have the mid-Carters, because you do have other great wrestlers that I would love to see in great matches like that, like Rick Rude, Ice King Parsons, Gentleman Chris Adams, Eddie Gilbert. You know, guys who were overlooked by some of the bookers. Some of them overlooked themselves because it was like, I don't need to have the world heavyweight title. Like Eddie Gilbert never booked himself as the. Top. well, no, I take that back. He did book in Global Wrestling Federation, and he was the North American heavyweight champion for a while. So, okay, he did, at one time, book himself as the main guy in the territory. But here, there are so many guys that could be the top of the heap. And there are just guys that I'm biased towards. Like, there are a few guys I can see legitimately beating Undertaker in a match. Is Savannah Jack one of them? find out in two weeks there's few guys that i can see having the i mean there are a few that are even in the pwa right now that i could see having a great feud with austin like ravishing recruit like kurt henning like david von Erich, like even the undertaker but that one was so overdone in the attitude era in wwf that you know it's just i don't want to reduplicate that again but anyway, that's enough of my rambling for right now. We have the World Heavyweight title match in, Ch- in Minneapolis set to go. Undertaker defending the title against Savannah Jack. How are some of the other guys going to react? Find out next week. We'll have some fallout from the Lethal Lottery tournament and the Battle Royal. But until then, this is Southern Dynamite, thanking you for being here for Pro Wrestling America. And saying to keep wrestling fans.